Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlife. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by me and my business, Lauren Grace Inspirations. I am a channel of the light and work with spirit guides, angels, the higher self, and past over loved ones to provide you with support, clarity, and encouragement. Using oracle cards, mediumship, and clairvoyance, my readings will leave you feeling comforted and empowered. I have various reading options available, ranging from 30-minute readings to 60-minute readings to group sessions. I also work with professionals to help them gain clarity in business and life purpose. To book a reading with me, simply head to laurengraceinspirations.com. Hi, Lauren Grace here, and welcome to the show. And I'm joined today by Teresa Wynn. She is a dragon channel, an energy healer, a speaker, and an RN of over 20 years. She facilitates group experiences, including transformational healing retreats, women's empowerment events, and sound bath healings. When it comes to transformation and helping others, she has a superpower. It is being able to see through the surface and help you to break up with your fear and release the blocked energy so you can find peace, joy, fulfillment, and remember the badass woman that you are. She primarily works with the dragons, archangels, and shaman ancestors as a clear channel to assist in your transformational journey of awakening. Teresa is a motivational speaker and has been featured in the New York Times, U.S. News and World Report, Weight Watchers, and other publications. She is currently residing in Dallas, married, and raising two teenage boys, and she's joining me today to talk to you and me all about dragons, archangels, and shaman ancestors. Teresa, welcome to the show. I got goosebumps while I was <laughs> reading your bio, and then I felt sort of <laughs> emotional, and I was like, pull it together, woman, pull it together. You- <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm laughing. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> did I just send that to her? <laughs> No, it's good. You know, it's all about it's confidence, not arrogance. And what I love about that is I love how as we get older, we can add those things to our repertoire. And, you know, I think a big part about, you know, developing as souls here on earth is that we do take a little bit of time to acknowledge all of the accolades or the things that we've learned along the way, because they really make up who we are in this moment. So welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Lauren. I'm happy to be here and uh, also excited to be talking about the dragons, ancestors, and um, archangels. I can't even wait. So, I mean, I haven't had anyone on the show talking about dragons before, so it is absolutely brilliant that we're going to be going there. And the archangels are one of my favorite subjects as well. So it's going to be a full hour of you know, uh, complete inspiration, I'm sure, and a lot of education, and I'm sure we're going to learn a lot. So, Teresa, one of the things that I always ask my my um, my guests before we sort of delve into the topic at hand is a bit about how their spiritual journey began. So 
Have you always been spiritual? Have you always been a channel? Was this something that was learned? I mean, clearly as an RN of over 20 years, you have experience in the healing arts. So did that kind of kick it off? Can you tell me a bit about how it all began? My first vision was when I was in sixth grade. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night. Um, I shared a room with uh, my sister. And I remember seeing like this, like this brilliant white light next to my busted old like dresser that we had like Barbie doll stickers all over. And I was like, what is that? And I was sort of scared because at that, at that time, you believe in like Freddy Krueger and, yes. um, you know, all like Vision was just like, what is going on? It's not like Friday the 13th. And um, so my imagination was just running wild. But then like that light, it just stayed constant. And suddenly I, I wasn't scared anymore. And then I knew to ask the light, like, who are you? Oh. And it ended up becoming like the silhouette of Mother Mary. Um, but after that, I, like, I did talk to her. I just remember seeing her image and then it went away. And um, that was the first time that I experienced like some sort of vision or, or, you know, visitation. But then after that, like it stopped. I don't, I don't, re I don't remember if I just pushed it away. I must have just not given much meaning to it because I was never drawn to the spiritual path. Okay. I was raised Catholic, so I have that upbringing. And, um, you know, we would play in grade school, play like, you know, Bloody Mary and light as a feather, stiff as a board. Have you heard of that one? I grew up in the 80s and 90s, so I did watch the craft. Okay. I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so stuff like that, but I wasn't like, you know, like obsessed or, or felt like I needed to go towards that area until I became an entrepreneur. And that was not that long ago. That was maybe 10 years ago. And I hit this plateau in my business and I couldn't figure out how to make more money, how to grow, how to expand. And I, I did all the strategies and I hired like two coaches to teach me. But then what I realized was that it was something much deeper and I ended up hiring a spiritual coach and that's when everything started snowballing. But even then I was still very like, I feared it. I still wasn't sure what it was about. I just knew there was something spiritual that needed to grow in order for me to get to where I wanted or where I thought I wanted to go in my business. Then I went to a hall, like a few years after um, I started coaching with this spiritual mentor, I went to this Halloween event and it was just for fun. Didn't think like I would experience anything profound. And when it came to my turn, suddenly he was like, it was just like this. I just felt like he threw a bomb at me because I'm like, what is this? What are you talking about? He started talking about me having these spiritual gifts. And because my ancestors were no, not able to express themselves in that way during their lifetime, it kept going. It kept getting passed down from one generation to another and that I would be the one to step into the power and I would be the one to show up and I would be the one to inherit you know, their gifts. And, you know, you're talking to like this very muggle person. <laughs> like I, yeah, not, I didn't believe in any of that stuff. So it, I was like, what are you talking about? 
So when he, as he was sharing all of this in my head, I was still thinking, okay, so how do I make more money so I can get promoted in my business? You know, so eventually, I mean, it took me a while to get there, but then eventually I got deeper into it. I went deeper into it. Things started, I started getting like these, these weird, um, dreams and I would have these feelings that didn't feel like, uh, like they were normal. I was questioning everything. And I wasn't sure like if I wanted to be Catholic anymore. It's just, and it felt like all at once, my relationships, my marriage, my job, like everything. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting to, I'm getting to it. I just feel like it's like, it's been a journey, you of know? Of course, of course. And so then I was like, okay, like I need someone to just fix everything. And I found Amy, Amy Sikarski, who I think you interviewed. She yeah. was my mentor, actually. She and another woman who was teaching a channeling class. They were my, I guess I would say like the the big, my major, the, the major turning point in, I would say, my relationships with the dragons. It was still early, like I hadn't met them yet, the dragons at least. Um, but the channeling part was very important. And that's when I really feel like learning how to channel. That's really when I opened myself up. So while I was learning how to communicate with spirit, I wasn't channeling dragons until I took plant medicine. Mm-hmm. And I was introduced to something called bufo. I don't know if they do it where you are, or if they offer that where you are. No, I, I don't really think in Australia we have access to that. Things seem to be a little bit uh, en retard here, I would say, a little bit late to the game. In Canada, I'm not so sure. Actually, you know what, Teresa, I kind of feel that there's so many things that you brought up that I really want to touch on before we sort of get into that. So why don't we kind of rain check? you know, for a little bit later in the, in the episode, the plant magic conversation and connecting with the dragons. Cause I'm dying to know, you know, sort of how that happened, how you felt when you first started connecting with dragon energy, did you roar or did you speak in a certain tongue? You know, how did that sort of happen before though? I want to go back for a second to your, uh, your story about when you first connected with mother Mary, when you were uh, in grade six. So to your recollection, were you going through something at the time that you needed a little bit of that support or did it sort of come out of out of thin air so to speak yeah it just came out of thin air you know I don't really feel like I I mean other than being a sixth grader you know I I don't think there was anything of the ordinary for me yeah Mm -hmm. because I know sometimes you know that's when we get shown you know that we're not alone and, and things like that but maybe they just simply wanted to let you know so that you could tap onto that memory at a later yeah. time. I sometimes wonder whether or not we've all had these experiences and we've blocked them out because much like you, I used to watch a lot of horror movies. I watched a lot, you know, when I was in a teenager, I was watching The Exorcist and The Ring and all those sort of really super scary movies I would never even consider watching now. And I do think that in a large way that played a part in me probably blocking my mediumship ability and, and sort of things like that because I probably wouldn't, have really had the capacity or the understanding in which to discern properly. Do you think that, yeah, yeah. Do you see that for yourself as well? Do you think that, I know you mentioned that maybe you kind of blocked it, but did you, to your recollection, not really have any kind of openings until you went and saw, and did you say at the haunted house, was it a psychic that you were seeing or some sort of a, okay. It was a medium. It was at a haunted house and yes, he was a medium. 
Um, I think my very conservative um, Catholic upbringing did block some of it. I, yeah. I probably completely blocked all of it. Let's just, you know, go there. Um, because my parents were like, no, that's, you know, devil's work and yeah. um, good people don't do that kind of stuff. Um, and so that was kind of the message. And so I just never, I never second guessed it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I had hired that, that spiritual mentor, she began to normalize it for me. And so then it, to me, it was like, oh, like, it's not bad. Like, this is actually really, it's love. And, you know, even though it's weird right now, um, maybe I'll try to connect to whoever these spirits are, you know, whoever, I didn't even know, like, we, we hear about saints, but we don't hear much about archangels in my, in the way I was raised. So I was curious about them too. I'm like, oh, there's these archangels, but why weren't we ever told about them, you know, in my yeah. faith um, when they're clearly a part of it as well? I mean, don't you kind of sometimes think, why were we told any of this at, you know, (laughs) at any time? Why do we have, but then I know, you know, it's, we had to figure it out along our own journey. And, you know, I think a big part of that is us learning along our own way at the, at the stage and at the level that we're meant to, right? Because it's pretty easy to get overwhelmed and off with the fairies if you're not careful. Oh, yeah. I I have to remind myself too you can't know everything you know like when I try to like oh my god I want to learn about this I want to know more about this and I'm like no you still have to learn so much more about your the other things you know and about teenage parenting you know yes so you're also raising a family you know that also would definitely come into it so I have to ask you this one question because I it was at the tip of my tongue and I do feel like my listener at home is saying girl you better ask that question so we want to know you know, how did you go about generating more money in your career? You were talking about that sort of being a bit of a driving force to give you a little bit of freedom. Is there a, is there a quick fix answer you can give us? Or is it something that you had to kind of journey through and deal with energy blocks as you went deeper? Yeah. And actually what happened was I left the company because it wasn't aligned with what I thought I wanted to do anymore. You know, I only went to the spiritual course so that I could make more money in the business, but the business was completely unaligned yeah. for my purpose. Um, and so that just dismantled and I, I actually didn't make money from the business, but it was because it, it wasn't going to happen for me, you know, but yeah. it was the trigger for me to explore this yeah. path. And now, now I'm growing a new business. <laughs> That's okay. Fantastic. I love that. I love how, well, I mean, it's the whole thing when we know we don't want, we know what we do want. And that gives us clarity. And that's what, you know, one of the beautiful things about this journey. So coming up in a little while, I do want to talk to you definitely about that plant medicine. We've kind of left our listener at home hanging. They're dying to know a little bit more about that story and connecting with angel uh, with dragons. But before we go there, I do want to go back to the mediumship reading that you did have. So, you know, you go to this meeting, you go to this reading with somebody, you're a, a muggle to quote yourself, you know, you're not really open to this world of magic and miracles and opportunity yet, but you know, you're dabbling because you're clearly open to, you know, the experience of going with this person. And they talk to you about the importance of the ancestry. And I absolutely love that. And I'm a medium myself. And I did a reading for a woman a little while ago, and I had a huge message for her all about the ancestry. And I could see them all lined up and everyone giving them a piece. It was incredible vision. Anyway, 
my question to you is what did you do with that information right away? Did you kind of let, let it sit and ponder? Uh, one of the things, uh, me being a Caucasian female Canadian, I never really felt that I had a huge cultural upbringing aside from being Canadian. You know, my parents were Canadian, their parents were Canadian, their parents immigrated. So it didn't seem to me to be that, I don't know, not, I don't want to say exciting, but for lack of a better word, exciting. Whereas I find some people when they come from different cultural backgrounds, they have all of this lineage and heritage and cultural customs. There's a whole bunch of different ideas within my question for you. So I'll let, I'll let you take it away now. Oh, yeah. So um, I didn't do much with it. It was my grandmother on my mom's side. that That's who uh, we thought it was who came in. And the thing with her is my she died when my mom was five. So my mom doesn't know much about her or anything on her mom's side for that matter. Um, so all I did was tell my mom that I went to this event and her mom came through and this is the information that I got, but that's it. That's all I did with it. Cause it didn't mean enough for me. Cause yeah. remember I was still like in that business and he yeah. was talking yeah. about spiritual stuff. And I was like, what is the correlation? I just want to make more money. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Money's energy. That sounds like bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't do anything with it at all. Okay. So then after that, so, and then around that time, that's when you had, you started seeking out maybe additional spiritual training. And then did you get into the channeling right away? Or did you sort of dabble a little bit more and get to know maybe archangels or a little bit of the shamanism stuff before? So how did that kind of work itself out? Yeah. So I was still dabbling period. I was a scaredy cat. Like I wanted to know, but I didn't want to do it, you know, yeah. but tell me more, but I'm not going to do it. You know, yeah. a lot of like internal, like struggle going on. Like, what, what do you really want to do it? And what does that mean? It means the boogeyman doesn't mean you're going to be possessed. Like all the, you know, like yeah, all of unknown and all of the crazy that goes into your head because you don't understand it. And because of the fears and the other you know, past conditioning and, and, and beliefs. So you're, you're kind of like struggling with all of that. Um, and so this is when plant, when the plant medicine comes in, cause it just helped me to remove all of that resistance and feel the scary and realize that the scary really is not that bad. You know, like, what is it that I'm really afraid of even though it's like the most amazing thing in the whole world, I still have to let go of that fear in order to experience that amazing thing, you know? And so one of my other spiritual mentors, she was like, you need to try this because she was facilitating um, and serving this uh, bufo medicine. And um, so I'm going to describe to you my yeah. experience as much as I can, but it's hard when, um, it's it's indescribable so anyways you smoke it it you, it's like um processed in a way where um it's like these little chips i guess and then they burn it you smoke it in a pipe um and then it gets to the point where um 
you have to surrender to the medicine. Otherwise you'll start to purge. You'll start to like want to throw up and nauseous. So I remember right before I left, like right before I surrender, she said, just let go and surrender, just let go and surrender. And I had no idea what surrender meant because I'm such a control freak. But as soon as I felt like I was freaking out and wanting to like hold on to something, meanwhile, the medicine like is really just a asking you to let go of everything I remember her telling me just surrender because I felt like I was going to throw up and as soon as I just breathed and told myself I'm just letting go and I'm I'm just going to experience this I trust I love I trust I love like oh my gosh it was like the most crazy energy I've ever felt first of all, I felt like I was on fire. Like I felt like my body was on fire. Like I was melting and it was so hot. I only remember like the only thing that would kind of alleviate or at least help me get through it is deep breaths. But every time I breathed in, I felt like it was a bottomless and it was never ending. And I couldn't, I could never stop breathing in. And so I was like, oh my God, this is like incredible because I wasn't running out of breath. I just continued to breathe in like forever until I decided that I was going to release. And with every inhale and exhale, it was just like this buildup of energies, buildup of energy. And then, you know, all these different beautiful um colors it's like magenta and and gold and then you know like um all of the mandalas like I don't like I felt like it was hundreds of mandalas just like coming at me over and over and over and over and then I remember this voice in my stomach and and it said stick out your tongue and I was like no god that is so weird I'm not gonna stick out my tongue this is me on plant medicine talking to this voice you know like (gasps) stick out your tongue and so I stuck out my tongue like as as far as I could and then I started screaming and I screamed like so loud I felt like the earth was gonna like shatter it was just like to me a deafening scream like from the depths of my belly. And she, this voice kept telling me, she's like, stick out your tongue and, you know, and, and, and scream. She's like, this is for your ancestors. This is for, and this is for, you know, it was just, it was, it was just so incredible. And, um, oh, I forgot to tell you one important thing. I, my intention. So every time you take plant medicine, you know, you set an intention, right? And my intention was to meet my spiritual team. And um, so that first uh, energy that came through was Kelly and Kelly Ma. And so she's very, she has a lot of dragon energy as well. Um, and I, I feel like um, she was the main one that came through that day. It was so powerful. And the whole tongue thing, like that was, to me, that was just like classic her. And so as I'm going through this experience, um, it's like, it's so hard to explain. You know how I said I kept going up and up and up, but at the same time I was going down too. It was just like simultaneously two things happening at once. So hard to explain. Um, And um, I don't know what I look like while I I was experiencing this. So 
I don't know if my body was in complete stillness and I was in, you know, or if I was really like, you know, that animated and, and if, if everyone was seeing what I was doing, um, and, um, finally towards the end of the experience. So the nice thing about Bufo is it only lasts like 30 minutes, the, the whole experience. So if about 20 minutes, the, um, this upgrade, this activation was complete. And then um, they slowly brought me back. And when I opened my eyes, so we were all outside. It was a ceremony. So multiple people were receiving this. Um, I remember the the tree and the leaves. And the leaves are about 20 to 30 feet up from where I am. And I remember opening my eyes and the leaves like speaking to me, you know, like rattling. And even though it wasn't speaking English, like I knew it was talking to me and I knew it was sending me love. I knew it was like my witness to what I had been through. And it was weird for me to think that because I still didn't feel like I was evolved in my spirituality to feel connected in that way. But I think the plant medicine also dispelled that myth for me that there's no real definition of spirituality, you know, like this level that I thought I needed to be at. There's nothing, there's no levels, you know, we just, it, wow. it is what it is. We believe in where we are, where we are, everybody's just on a journey. There's nobody's like, you know, more superior than someone else. Um, And so that was my, I would say my first dragon encounter. And after that, I was kind of scared. <laughs> you see, like two steps forward, one step back. <laughs> um, yeah. And because uh, it scared me, I'm like, I don't know what that was. And that freaked me out. And plant medicine like stays, bufo at least, stays in your system. So the, the plant medicine will stay for a couple months. And for that next week, I was having those Cali-like experiences every night. So it was very overwhelming for me um, and super uncomfortable. Um, and I didn't know what to make of it. I kind of thought I was going crazy. Uh, but my mentor was saying, this is all part of integration. This is all part of the process. Just trust you're safe. You know, she kept, kept reassuring me, you're safe. Don't be, don't give into that fear. Like it doesn't exist. This is all love. Um, and she's just, she was just saying, you're, you're starting to wake up. You're starting to wake up. Oh. So, um, Go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, I was just blown away. Were you, were you talking about that? Was it happening to you in your dreams at night or? Yeah. And when I was up in the middle of the night, I would feel it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Continue so with the edge of my seat. <laughs> well, it's, well, it kind of falls, falls flat here because then okay, <laughs> you know, I was scared. So I stopped again and I was like, this is way too much for me. Like, this is too fast, too soon. But I still was like, pursuing that path in terms of understanding spirituality and using what I know to help people who are just starting people who are just dipping their toes in there. And so I started doing these spiritual retreats and, um, the first, so the very first one that I had, I, that's when I believed that, um, I really had a spiritual team. Like I could feel them this time because when I as I was still learning I would connect with them in meditation but they were still weren't real to me I, I still felt like I was talking to like Jesus when, when I was in third grade you know just like that big space of separation that's how I felt oh, with my right. guys 
but during the retreat, because I had to, it was my first time and I was, you know, not even graduating third grade of spirituality school, whatever, <laughs> feeling like super inadequate to hold this space. Well, they, they showed up for me. I, I just felt like I had no idea what I was doing, but I also was like, okay, team, if you're out there, like, I really need you to show up. Cause I have no idea what I'm doing right now and what business I have here helping these women. And, um, it was the night of the sound bath. And when I started playing the bowls, oh my gosh, it was just like, it rained white all over. So it's just like carried and held this space of so much support and so much healing and so much energy and so much like compassion, like the women there, like they could feel it. And then, you know, the dogs that were next door, <laughs> there were these crazy darts next door to us that were barking like the entire time. Not, but except for the sound bath, that was the only time they mm. stopped barking. So it's just like this allowance of peace and healing to happen, even, even for our dogs, you know? Um, and so that's what, that's when I got, I felt like my archangel, that my relationships with the archangels um, began to, to uh, create, we began to create some sort of, you know, relationship there. Uh, and then Bufo comes back, Bufo the second time. <laughs> The return of Bufo. Yes, yes. And um, this was a year later. And one of my friends had asked me uh, if uh, if I'd ever want to do like a, some sort of like plant medicine with her. And when I told her about Bufo and how I did it that one time, she absolutely wanted to go. So I said, okay, well, it's been calling me back. Like I, I'm feeling like drawn to it again. So I decided to go. And I feel like this is when I really felt the dragons come through because of the way my, the energy that comes up my throat and, and through my tongue, <laughs> um, that I know like it's now, you know, looking back, it's familiar to me. So I know what it, I know what it was. Um, so we went, we went to the same mentor who was serving it, um, the first time and the second time I told her my intention was to be a clear channel for the divine. And, you know, I don't know what that means, but it sounds like, you know, it just sounds like so powerful. It does. <laughs> and so I, I go, you know, I, I, um, um, I consume the toad medicine and um, I'm back into, you know, this space of spirit. I remember like the, the the heat rise inside my rising inside my body and then I just remember like it's it's like serp it's, I want to call them snakes and I don't want to call them serpents but I just I'll just call them serpents serpents and 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 dragons like just coming up and down up and down and then this energy like something is forcing me to say something and I knew it was in English and of course I was still there like present and I was mm. like I, I don't want to there's something that wants to come out and I know it's not words and I think it's my tongue and I don't want to do that thing with my tongue except I know it's going to be 10 times worse because the energy is so intense like I could you cannot hold it out like you know sooner or later you would have to so when I finally did express it it was like a warrior, a warrior call. It was like, like that, oh. but it was 
whole loud. It was just like this release of like uh, re redemption and victory and presence and like a celebration, you know, like a welcoming home. And uh, gosh, it just gives me chills to like. I feel so. I feel chills, and I feel so emotional. Also, listening. Yeah. To, like I feel like I could cry. Yeah, it it was it was, and then this it was so powerful because just in seconds it was a life review for me, m multiple lifetimes, and um and and it was so powerful because I, the medicine was still working, but I remember having to open my eyes and expressing this because as a soul, not as me today, but as a soul realizing why I came and how did we let this world get to this point, you know? And I, I remember looking at my mentor and I was like, like happiness is our birthright. Why is there so much pain? And I was pounding on the ground and I said, we weren't supposed to let this happen. <laughs> why did we let this happen and it was it was it was sad it was beautiful um and it was powerful and it was you know a realization of um the responsibility that we have you know I for whatever reason my soul felt like it needed to save the world but <laughs> I think that's part ego too you know um but taking you know be uh being 100% responsible for what happens in your life uh and all the choices that you make because everything has a ripple effect and you know, in that one second flashback of all of the things that they were showing me, I think that was the biggest lesson is just like, you have to own and be responsible for everything that happens around you. This is because not to, you know, not to blame yourself, but it's just accountability, right? Yeah. So that we become aware, we're more aware of our thoughts, we're more aware of what we say, we're more aware of our voice, like how we're projecting, how we're communicating to someone. Um, and, um, and then, and then I went kind of, I kind of like went back into sort of the, um, trance, um, of the medicine. And, uh, I remember just laying there and, um, like spirit was just doing like some activations, uh, light code activations. Um, and in the end, my mentor, she, felt like there still was some uh, energy on my back that needed to be released. And she put a sound bowl, a singing bowl on my back. And as she was um, playing the singing bowl, my tongue started um, moving. <laughs> I don't want to do it on camera, but it's like this. My tongue starts moving like this, you know, uh, like a snake and like a dragon. Uh, and that's when I was like, wow, this, this is really crazy. And, um, but that kind of accelerated my introduction that, that opened up, you know, like the, the pathways for me to be able to at least have some exposure to the dragons. And I will tell you like dragon energy 
is not for the faint of heart. Like it is so strong. Um, and, um, and, you know, they, they want to partner with people who have big missions because they're big energy and they want to be able to focus on the masses. You know, where can we get uh, most big for our bug, the energy kind, you know, yes. our energetic bug. <laughs> <clears throat> um, that, uh, yeah. And so, so we, I had those two Bufo experiences where, which, you know, kind of like what well, it was building up. Right. And um, then I went to Mount Shasta and that was the full blown, I would say full blown dragon activation. You would think those were intense, but Mount Shasta, I wasn't on anything. This was, a sound bath. That's it. We laid down. I had already told Amy before the retreat that something was going to happen. And I didn't know what it was going to be, but I knew it'd be something. So I said, just watch me during the sound bath. I think something's going to happen. So I remember laying down and my heart starts to race. The music hadn't started yet. And my heart was racing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, calm down. I feel like it's like coming out of my chest. And then she started beating the drum. The sound bath started. And my heart just kept pounding, kept pounding. And then that energy started building up again. And I was like, no, not here, not here. Because there's about 20 women here for a retreat and I'm helping to hold space. I just felt like as a facilitator, like I shouldn't be the person like going through this, you know? And I didn't know the, who these women were. So I wasn't sure if they were ready for something that whatever was coming, I knew was gonna be like loud. And I wasn't sure if they were ready and I didn't want them to be, be scared of me. You know, that was the other thing. Yeah. Um, so anyways, it was five minutes of just like trying to hold back. And, and finally, I couldn't anymore. And then I'm just like, oh, my God, OK. And as soon as I let go, they start. So the these are the sounds that they make. But um, I'll just do it. <laughs> So it's like those type of kind of noises. And I didn't know what was going on because my body at the same time was moving. And and sometimes it was moving pretty, but sometimes it was convul like like uh convulsing and like twitching. Um, and it was just like the dragons, because Mount Shasta actually has a lot of dragon energy. Um, the dragons were coming into my body um as if I was like, you know, trans-channeling them. So they're in my body and thank God Amy comes over. As soon as she hears me make noise, she's there already and she's holding the space. And there are about four dragons that came through. And she was saying too, Amy, um, as she was supporting me in the space, she was saying that the dragons were also telling her which chakras to open, which chakras to close. So it was like this really beautiful experience where that Amy got to uh, participate in as well. And um, they were so excited, you know, the dragons, you know, because they'd never, the ones that were waiting for me, the ones who were meant to work with me, they'd never been in a human body before. So they're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like, where's, where's my tail and where are my wings? And like, this is a human body. Mm -hmm. It's so tiny, you know? And so um, um, it was about probably 45 minutes of just their energy running up and down, up and around, and then the, the sounds, the noises, and and they, 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 me, were singing with the sound facilitators. So they were chanting, and the dragons, through me, were chanting with them, and they were toning, and the dragon was toning, and 
the way the dragons come through me, I don't physically as a, like ha have ever um, been able to use my voice that way. The way they use my voice, it's very loud, it's very high and it's very like a vibrato. Um, oh. And like, you know, I can hold a tune, but I can't sing like that. Um, and so they were really filling the space with healing and they're filling the space with um protection they're healing the space it's just it's just so beautiful you know meanwhile I'm like what's going on and then Amy's like okay the sound that's about to be done and in my head I'm like okay it's time to go and like they're not leaving and I'm and I say to Amy they don't want to leave Amy you know I don't know what to do and she's like, oh, no, don't worry. They're just really excited. You know? <laughs> I'm like, well, this is my body. <laughs> you know? So so I was like, okay, it's time to go. I really had to be firm with them. And I'm like, it is time to go. I'm ready to take my body back, you know? And um, so they left and I was just in shock. I think I was in shock. I was, you know, my analytical mind was like spinning. Like, what was that? What caused that? Like, like, you know, what was going on? Like, could my, my, my heart racing have caused all of that? I mean, I was just trying to think of anything and everything that could be yeah. outside of, you know, spirit because my other experiences were with plant medicine, remember? So yes. this is just completely sober and yes. oh my God, like it was like so profound. Um, and what was really cool was, when we opened up the space to the other attendees, I shared with them what had happened. And like three or four of them had said, oh my gosh, your sounds, they sounded so familiar. So it didn't make me feel so weird. It made me feel like mm -hmm. I belong there too. Like even though it was like, scary and different or whatever, like they said it sounded familiar. So that means, you know, they know that energy and they felt that energy and maybe they are also that energy. And we so that's where my dragon of um, Oh, <laughs> that's it? Is that started. it? <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> wow, what a story. Completely enraptured. I mean, just amazing. It's, you know, one thing I want to say, number one, thank you for sharing all of that and um, for speaking, you know, telling us all of it. it. It was just, you know, I was literally at the edge of my seat wanting to know more. I couldn't wait for the next thing. Um, you know, it's fascinating how you said that they felt that it was familiar. And I'm sure, you know, you would know that, yeah, spirit set it up exactly so that you were with the right people who maybe needed that subtle activation for themselves. And then also to validate you and, and what you were going through, because, you know, when you have two parts of your mind, you know, me, when I'm doing my mediumship, you get stuff coming through where you go, I don't really want to say that. And then, <laughs> you know, you say it and it validates something for the person or it makes sense, you know, and yet our analytical mind always tries to puzzle things out or keep us in the dark and keep us, keep us down. So I love that you had that confirmation, that validation after, you know, to kind of encourage you to go forward. Um, one yeah. thing I do want to mention, because I'm dying to know how you can, how you were able to kind of integrate back and whether you're struggling with that. Um, I just felt that when you shared that am amazing experience of feeling, you know, the pain, um, I, I feel like, do you think you felt a lot of the collective pain because there's yeah. so, yeah, because yes. the pain people feel, and that really 
hit home for me. And I know it would have hit home for our listener. Like, you know, we just, we forget we're meant to live in abundance and joy and ease and grace. And we're, we're not taught that we're taught to live in this world of good and bad. And, and we're not taught to that. We can just have all of that without suffering in a way, you know, I just feel that, that, you don't just wake up with a silver spoon in your mouth and have a happy go lucky life and that's it you know that's just not the experience that we've all signed on for you know so i would imagine it would have been overwhelming to feel that that collective pain because that's under that's there's a current of that and we don't always feel it you know but mm-hmm. right that would have, yeah. yeah any thoughts on that before moving forward um no, just, I mean, yeah, I guess it's because I'm talking. Yes, I do have a comment on that. <laughs> um, uh, it was, and for some reason, you know, I, I felt like I was responsible for it. You know, I felt like I should have done something to change it. And I don't know if it's just because I I see the pain and I'm like, things could be so different and feeling powerless about being able to change things, you know, with a snap of a finger. Um, but it was, it was the weight of the collective pain, most definitely, mm-hmm. because it was so painful. It was, yeah, it was, it was just grief, you know? Yeah. Yes. And you know what uh, it's coming to me as well. And I've been learning a lot about this with um, Simone Lee, who has been a guest on the show, who I think you would be friends with, by the way, I should connect you to, but um you know, we were talking about the 3D, 4D, 5D, you know, she's saying the 3D is really egocentric, all about us, you know, the 4D is that we understand that, you know, we're thinking about other people, it's very much the we aspect, but then the 5D is a lot about the oneness. So I, I have to ask you, do you think now, maybe you knew then or reflecting on it now, I kind of feel like you were so tapped into the 5D that you would have maybe felt responsible, but it would have been you understanding the oneness of all that there is. I think you totally hit the nail on the head. Yeah, definitely the oneness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like Teresa Wynn. It's it's like, well, and your soul, you know, I, I know you're pl- that's your name here, but, you know, the, the soul of of, of you, yes. it was yes. the we, the we, or not the we, the, the oneness of having it got to this point, the oneness of our losing our our forgetting our power forgetting our right forgetting forgetting mm-hmm. the whiteness and we're here to figure that out but yeah. man when you're faced with it like you are where you face with that awakening and that that awareness that we've been missing out on the whole point mm-hmm. it's a lot that yeah. comes with that mm-hmm. so after these experiences i mean how do you kind of go back into normal life? I mean, most of us struggle with being human anyway. And then when yeah. you have some of these life experiences, which almost in a way reinforces the separation or the difficultness in being human, mm-hmm. how do you go back and and talk to your family and your like Catholic parents and your, your husband and how do you, how do you do that? Can you, does, is it, do you forget about that feeling? Like you just relived it right here. I'm sure, you know, it's not that easy to forget. (laughs) 
No, definitely not. Um, it's definitely a work in progress. <laughs> Still, my parents are older. I'm never going to be able to change their mind of what they believe. And who's to say what they believe isn't true, right? Um, because we all live in different realities. Um, so I've been able to share with them in a way that that message is received, meaning they understand partly what I do. Like I still work a regular nine to five job, but I also have the spiritual side where they see me host these spiritual retreats and they see me do these sound baths, but I don't tell them exactly what it is. I just say, I talk to angels is all I say, because that they can understand that and yeah. they can believe that angels can communicate with you and that's safe to them. And that's all I need them to believe. I don't need them to believe in me. I don't even need them to support me. Yeah. I just need to not be scared of me, you know? And, um, and they're totally, they're like, Oh, what are they saying? You know, it's more curious than mm -hmm. curiosity. Um, and so it's kind of like, you know, some people may say, Oh, you're just like, you're lying to them. I'm like, well, why do I need to tell them the truth of who I am? They, they like me just as I am right now. They just know that I talk to archangels, which I do. You know, they don't know I talk to dragons or that I'm a dragon channel. But should that be important if all they care about is the angels, you know? Um, but no, that might and be people for don't need to know everything about you. They don't. Yeah. And you're allowed to have discernment and you're allowed to, you know, I'm pretty sure at your nine to five, you're not like, what'd you get up to on the weekend? Okay. I was channeling a, a dragon, <laughs> jealous. Like, yeah. I doubt that very much. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's don't have totally. To be, and I think a big part about what you were acknowledging there is that you don't need the, the permission or the approval, but you're letting them into your world, which is, yeah. you know, because you have a relationship with them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Do you channel in, uh, dragons on a regular basis now? I mean, is that something that you do in the... Yeah. In your own home and um do you okay can you tell me a bit about you know I mean would you go into meditation and channel them do you write down the things I mean you were talking about you were able to to enunciate and do things vocally that you don't you can't do as yourself so yeah. do you record it uh yeah kind of or is it is it in a way it's a form of connecting with your guides and getting that kind of that support in order to do your mission Mm -hmm. I connect with them in a lot in in several ways. So um, I don't have to necessarily be in meditation. I can just spontaneously channel them, like in my car or you know sitting in bed or whatever. It's just it's just like this. It's just it's just become who I am. I guess it's like that natural. Um, but I when I do channel them, like for me, like it'll be. Uh, usually during a moment of where I need like to clear my energy to make a decision on something, oh. or it'll be, you know, a, a healing session where I'm actually bringing the dragons in and we're, um, they're helping to support the space and break up the energy and doing all of their magic. Um, so during the healing sessions and, um, lately at these, uh, in, in-person retreats. So that not, retreat, sorry, in-person sound baths. That has been relatively new in terms of channeling the dragon uh, in groups because the tongue is seen um, differently 
um, by people and the dragon is all tongue. So when I channel, um, my tongue comes out, it makes those noises, but sometimes it like comes out and the, the, the way it, the tongue makes the movements, it's uh, a way of organizing like information. So it's just like the transmission of the energy basically is making that tongue move everywhere, but it needs to be out, you know, out of my mouth in order to do that. Uh, so that part was kind of new to the sound best, but they're laying down anyway, so they can't see me. Um, but those people who like choose not to put eye covers on, they can see me. Um, and so I'm sort of like allowing people to see a little bit of who I am. And that has been so powerful, Lauren. Mm. I mean, people for the first time in my sound baths are becoming like dragons. Like they, that experience at Mount Shasta, there was a woman who attended my session virtually where I was channeling dragons, not even the whole time, just for the first five minutes. And she said, while I was doing that, her body, the way she described the energy and how this energy wanted to come up from her throat and she was making throat noises and her tongue was sticking out and her, the way she was describing her legs, uh, the movement, excuse me. Uh, I was like, oh my gosh, you were channeling dragons. That was freaking incredible. And there was a woman who has worked with me for two years and she knows I work with dragons, but she said that because that still is sort of like a fantasy like to her, she kind of was doubting it. And again, it was the first sound bath that she went to where I was channeling the dragons. And she said that was the best experience that she's ever had with me in her two years working with me. She said, I saw them. I felt them. Like I felt them next, like on my skin. She said it was real. And I can't believe I'm saying that. So people are reporting, you know, like the dragon energy and being able to embody the dragon energy now now that I'm incorporating it into the sound baths and being visible that way. Um, yeah. It's and so, so brave for you to do that too, because what you're doing is you're showing people that it's safe, you know, to quote, you know, one of your mentors are talking about it's you're safe to be who you are. And, you know, and we're seeing so much of that in the world nowadays, aren't we? Like in so many different facets, you know, when we look at the different communities surrounding us, you know, people want to celebrate people to be who they are. And, you know, they just don't know yet that there are dragons and all these channelers around us, fairies, you know, like all these people that that have these other abilities that maybe... <laughs> You know, maybe you won't see like a dragon channeler on the bathroom door in the future, but right, right. at the same, <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of it's so fascinating how the world is sort of slowly starting to open up and get ready to receive different types of truths. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, Lauren, it took me so long to get it over that. I mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I probably paid like. $300,000 at least to different coaches to try to get me over like this type of presence, you know, being this visual and not giving an F like what people say. And I'm going to say, I'm still scared of what people will say, you know, yeah, of course, of course. But, but I just feel like now I'm, I'm more confident. And even if those words hurt me, it's just going to be temporary. Like, I'm not going to 
initially it hurts just because I, you know, I want, I want everyone to enjoy it. <laughs> I want everyone to like it too, like be able to receive it. I want people to be able to receive it. Yeah. Um, and if they don't, you know, that's okay too. They're, for whatever reason, they were meant to see it. But for, you know, maybe down the line, it'll be something that they can get, can get into. But it's been so much of a growth journey for me. And um, it doesn't matter what people tell me in terms of like, oh, you know, you're, it, it, you're so good at what you do and you should just put yourself out there. And I'm like, yeah, man, but you don't have to stick out your tongue and stuff like I do, you know, like yeah. that's different. Um, it's so like vulnerable because um, it's already one thing to say that I work with dragons and now like I'm sticking out my tongue. Uh, and so, but, but I've learned through these events that people are very accepting and they trust you know, they might be a little kind of weirded out because it's different. And, and that's, that's cool. Cause I, I was weirded out by it for a long time and, and it's me, right? Like I'm weirded out about, my, about myself, uh, but I got over it and now I love it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, like everybody needs to experience this. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, it just came to me when you were talking and I don't know if this is something that would be appropriate for you to think about, or if you've already done it, but I was thinking about the, is it the Hakka? The haka, you know, in New Zealand, do you, are you familiar with that? Is it the, the, the tobacco? No, no. I'm going to send you a, I will send you some links. Let me just write this oh. down while I remember. So the haka, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced haka or the, so it's basically like a warrior's dance that oh. New Zealand people do. Uh, Maori people do, I would say, and I'm sorry if I'm getting anything wrong here. Somebody feel free to DM me and like educate me. But the Maori people very often do it's, I think it's like a warrior's dance and they march and they stand, not march, they like stand strong and they use their hands and their tongues as oh, a threat I I to the other people, like as a challenge to the other mm. people. And oh, mm. I'm getting so many goosebumps. So, so when you were talking, I was thinking about how in a way, maybe there needs to be for you a reframing of what you're doing and you do yeah. a presentation, a show, a welcome ceremony where you bring in that energy. And so it's not something that you just, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I think you could look at repositioning it in a way where, you know, the dragons are welcoming you and you're the channel and you're the performer of it and almost mm -hmm. performing, performing it by doing it for real. But I think yeah. you could almost, you could almost market it like that yeah. in a way that you would feel like an actor on stage doing yeah. improv or crying. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. Have you ever done that or thought about that before? I just feel like there's so mm -hmm. much I'm getting so that much. That is such a cool idea. I love it. Yeah. I love it. The only time I ever feel like I can kind of let loose like fully is when I'm in Zumba because the mucus music is very loud and it's so crowded. I can just like be wherever. Nobody cares. I can like yell and scream and stick my tongue out and everybody thinks it's good, you know, like, cause everyone's doing crazy things in Zuma already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm not hiding there, you know, I'm me, but this, the way you described it, that's, that actually sounds very interesting. Yeah. I might try to do that. Yeah. Explore that, that. I feel like they're really telling me to tell you that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, because it's it's a performance that you're giving now. Yeah, and, and yes. then it allows you to, to 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 really own that space. And I think you'll be able to take it further too, because 
with the collective energy of the people who are like fascinated and excited about it, they can receive it however they want, but it's a performance. It's like a dance that you're giving mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That, yeah, that sounds very exciting. I mean, I would definitely explore it. I love to dance. Yeah. Let me know how you go with that. I would love to know. Listen, we're already at the end of our hour, but we didn't even talk about half the things. So <laughs> Um, I, I, would you come back on the show again? Maybe we could do, yeah. uh, okay. We could do a part two. I, I like putting people on the spot. So they have to say yes while I'm recording that way. <laughs> no, I thoroughly enjoyed this uh, time with you. Wonderful. Cause I mean, archangels are one of my favorite conversations. We didn't even get into it. I also wanted to talk about the different dragons cause there's fire dragons and earth dragons and water dragons, right? And there's so many different types of dragons. And I just think that there's a lot more that we could kind of uncover here. We didn't even really talk that much about um, working with ancestors or anything like that yet. So I just think that if we could maybe spend another hour together that we would really get get somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, I'm, I'm, totally, I'm totally in for that. Okay, wonderful. Well, what we'll do is we'll wrap now. We'll do we'll record a part two in the near future. And uh, when I air this episode, I'll air part two the following week. So you don't have to wait that long. So Teresa, before we wrap up, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that you didn't already say? And how can people get in touch with, with you if they'd like to? I'll put a link to your stuff, of course, in the uh, in the show notes as well. Yeah, no, the only thing I uh, the one thing that I will leave your um, listeners with is to remember that you already have everything that everything that you need, all the tools and the wisdom and the experiences to do what it is that you want. You just have to take the first step and everything else will be revealed to you. And two, to always remember that you should never look to someone else to provide you the love and acknowledgement and, and um, feelings of like worthiness that you want for yourself. Like all of that is also everything that is within you that you can create within yourself. And so um, just a couple of the things that I know the dragons are very big about is like really finding the power within yourself. Stop looking at your husband or your children for love. Um, and then also, you know, remembering that you have all the wisdom, you have all the tools that you need to support you on your path. Oh, and sorry, my website is TeresaWinspeaks.com. Um, I do in-person retreats uh, and remote and in-person private healings. And of course, if you're in the local area, I do uh, in-person sound baths. That's so beautiful. And you know, when you were saying, when you were speaking just then, what I heard in my head was, we are the ones we've been waiting for. Mm. Yeah, so good. Thank you for being here, my sister. I can't wait for our next chat. Thank you so much, Lauren. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.